one of my things that I'm always moaning and complaining about is, oh, I never have enough time. I never have enough time. And that's telling the universe that I don't have enough time and so nothing gets written. So it's about changing Mm -hmm. that mindset and finding those things that we can actually put into action so that we can create those lives. Are you a mom with a story to tell but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums write. Hey guys, it's Jackie. What do you think of when I say the word money? I asked this question in my podcast Facebook group and I got a lot of responses like this one from Rianne Roberts who described money as filthy. Today's guest, Joe Boer, wants to change that. Joe is an indie author from Australia who has published two gothic suspense novels, Rest Easy Resort and Unspoken Truth, as well as a collection of short stories. Joe is also a teacher by day and the host of Alchemy for Authors, a podcast she started to explore how authors can bring more abundance into their lives by working through internal blocks to concepts like money that may be holding them back. Please welcome Joe Boer. Thank you, Joe, for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. It's wonderful. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, So I would love to hear all about your podcast, Alchemy for Authors. But before we get to that, um, tell me about your writing journey. And you have the Rest Easy Resort and two others in your gothic horror suspense genre. What inspired you um, to write those? All right. Um, Well, my author journey really began when I was probably about six and I decided on my sixth birthday that I wanted to be a writer. So it's something that's always been in the background for me. And so as a lot of people do, I talked about it forever and did nothing um, (laughs) until only a couple of years ago, really, when um, I was just having a bit of a tough time in life and I decided I had nothing to lose. So I was going to try my hand at a novel. I'd already had a couple of short stories published in a literary journal here in um, New Zealand. So I thought I'll try my hand at a novel and um, yeah, and went from there. So I've now got two novels out and two collections of short stories. Yeah. And as far as what inspired me with the, the gothic genre, I don't really know. It's just always been, I've always had a little bit of a passion for the dark um, Mm -hmm. and for ghost stories and all that good stuff. And so I wanted to write what I wanted to read. Which one of your books came first? Well, uh, that's a little bit of a tricky um, question, actually, because I started writing Unspoken Truths, uh, which is the one with the teachers and that Back in 2015 for NaNoWriMo, it was my first year trying NaNoWriMo, and it's gone through very uh, a lot of variations of titles and and plot since then. But the general idea was there, um, and then I shelved that, and I think it was 2017 NaNoWriMo again. I decided to start um, 
uh, Rest Easy Resort. I'd just come back from my own honeymoon. And so, and again, this is a fictionalized story, so it's not based on my honeymoon except for the location. But um, I dabbled with that and then left it for a few years again and went back to finishing Rest Easy Resort in 2020. And so I published that one first, even though it was my second one. And what did you learn? Like, What was unexpected for you or surprising about the novel writing process? The fact that I could do it was probably the biggest surprise. Prior to that, I'd only written short stories and uh, I didn't know if I could lengthen a story out for the, you know, for a solid length of a novel. I didn't know if I had the power to kind of see it through to the end, you know, that commitment to actually see it through. So that was a huge surprise. Um, More so with Unspoken Truths too was, Once the story was completed, it surprised me how much of myself actually ended up in the story, but in very metaphorical ways, um, how a lot of the emotions in the story were mine that I'd felt in different situations than the protagonist felt, but they'd really um, come out in the story. And so it was almost like a cathartic healing in the sense writing that book that I didn't realize until the book was completed so that was that was quite a surprise too yeah and what was there anything that you thought would be more challenging um, in terms of you know getting it to publication and all of that no if anything it surprised me um that it was easier than I thought I had talked about being an author for forever like I said I I wanted to write books since I was six years old and I talked about it talked about it talked about it but never did it it was always something that only special people could do or you had to have you know that x factor to actually be able to put a book out in the world or to write a novel and so it surprised me at the end of the process how now it wasn't easy it's not easy writing a book there's lots of ups and downs but it was easier than I think I'd made it out to be in my mind and um, all those years talking about writing and not actually writing I had done a lot of homework and courses on um, the publication part and so I've gone the indie author route so pretty much I do all the publication myself I upload it to all the different platforms and have my books out there and um, paperback as well as ebook and that and So I I already had an idea about how to do that was more time consuming than I had thought, but the process itself really isn't as hard as I had made it out of my mind to be. So, yeah, so that was, that was great. And I do hear people getting stuck on that process piece, the the technical side of getting your, you know, self-published book through all of the channels and so that's encouraging what you're saying yeah. is it's, it's you can do it absolutely there's a lot to it but we're so fortunate that we live in an age where all the answers is just a google away you know so um i mean i did some really cool courses too i did uh self-publishing formulas 101 course which really talks you step by step about getting um, your books up. Actually, I can't remember if it's on all the platforms, but at least onto Amazon. And um, there's some awesome Facebook groups out there, Wide for the Win, 
uh, is it 20 books to 50k or something like that Um, they're fantastic forums that uh, if you kind of do your research through them tell you step by step how to get your books out there how to market them the answers are just at your fingertips and I I don't want to make it sound like really easy for people because it is a it is a learning curve particularly if you're not all that um, tech savvy or anything Um, but the answers are all there like like anyone can do it I'm I'm not particularly great with computer things and if I can do it (laughs) anyone can (laughs) So, so that was a pretty good process for you then. You yeah. decided I'm going to write books I've always wanted to and you made it happen. And it seems like a relatively you know, short amount of time, but something along that journey incited you to start this new project. So can you tell me about that? And by the new project, I mean um, Alchemy for Authors. So when I was... Um really going hard with my novel writing, which was, you know, 2020 and and the beginning of this year and that somewhere along the line, I had the idea that there were aspects of the um, being an indie author that had to be easier. So I'm a bit of a personal development junkie. And so I'd kind of made the commitment, at least through getting my books out in the world, that I was going to keep my mindset positive, celebrate those small things. Yeah, not allow any beginner imposter syndrome pessimism to um, overwhelm you know the process of publishing these books but I was also a little frustrated that it should be a little bit easier it should be easier to be able to like I, I love writing books it's my absolute passion but my time was spent um, a lot of the time elsewhere. It was spent doing a day job. It was spent, you know, um, doing housework, doing things that didn't necessarily fulfill me in the same way. And um, and the money wasn't coming in <laughs> for the, the books, you know, and, and I was under no illusions that, you know, y- you make big money on your first book or your first couple or anything like that. I'd always had a long-term plan. But I am of the mindset that um, things should be easier when you're when you're following your passion and doing what you know is your kind of you're your, your living your purpose in that. Then somehow your mindset is holding you back if it's not coming quite as easily as you thought. Like there, there's blockages in that there, and so I had this idea of starting a podcast, Alchemy for Authors, so we can explore a little bit the mindset and manifestation techniques to actually create those full, uh, really fulfilling writer lives or author careers or, or whatever purpose writing has in our life. Um, make those dream writing lives that we actually aspire to. Mindset is so crucial to putting your words out there in the world in whatever form, whether it's novels or nonfiction or poetry. You know, there's a real mindset to having the confidence to let other people read your writing, but to also um, create a career out of it if that's what you want or to find those pockets of time or to uh, make an income from it. All those things really require mindset. And with that, to me, uh, I do, I am a strong believer in the law of attraction. And so um, putting some of those things into play as well, so that we can really kind of supercharge that part of our lives. So, yeah. So you mentioned a few things to help, you know, generate income to help people, writers, find more time to write. 
and to help them uh, find the courage to write. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell me more about what the law of attraction like, and how it connects to all of those? Yeah, sure. So I think um, I really do believe the law of attraction at the very basic is about um, making sure that your mind and your thoughts and your feelings are actually aligned with the outcome that you want to create for yourself. So you can't um, expect to have a writing career or make income from your writing if you've really got that starving artist mentality that, oh, yeah, but writers and artists, you know, we don't really make money. It's, you know, um, we're, we're resigned to being poor or, and everything like that. When those don't align, I really don't believe you're, you're going to get anywhere. Um, the same with, and, and this is one of my things. So I'm not saying uh, I do not have all of this worked out. The whole point of this podcast uh, for me, Creating Alchemy for Authors, is to learn and grow with my audience. Um, but one of my uh, things that I'm always moaning and complaining about is, oh, I never have enough time. I never have enough time. And that's telling the universe that I don't have enough time and so nothing gets written. So it's about changing mm -hmm. that mindset and finding those um, things that we can actually put into action so that we can create those lives. A big part for me of the law of attraction is action. Like it, it's not just sitting there, sitting there on your backside and imagining this wonderful author career with millions of dollars pouring in, sitting on a beach somewhere. It's making sure that you're also meeting the universe halfway and taking those steps and you actually are button chair, writing those words down and um, pushing through those blockages that you might have to actually um, put yourself out there and your work out there too in front of an audience. So it's all very, very combined in my mind. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So one, one part of it is changing mindset and the other piece, you know, showing up, taking, yeah. taking the risks. Is there certain um, like blockages, like thought cycles that you see as common among writers but definitely the time thing finding the time i i think that's a big one for people is um i don't have enough time to write a book and i i, I feel like i'm an incredibly busy person on the go all the time and i get that i can that's probably my biggest complaint too not having enough time but we we have what we focus on. And so when we focus on not having enough, we tend to not have enough. But there is always ways to squeeze out a little bit more time. Um, whether it is, you know, a lot of people like to get up early. That's not something that I can usually work in <laughs> for me. So I already get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm not getting up before then. <laughs> well, that's 4.30. <laughs> <So, laughs> Yeah, I do that for the gym. So that's kind of a okay. non-negotiable for me. And then I work out of town. So that's a bit of a commute. But um, you can find areas of your life that are technically not physically writing, but are still working on your writing. So I have a half hour commute um, out into the country every day for my day job. And so I use that time listening to podcasts. I use that time I don't know if it's great, but daydreaming a lot while I'm driving, um, you know, like working out plot points. I um, 
start all my writing projects with a Spotify playlist of songs that I feel encompass aspects of the plot or kind of bring that um, energy to my story of, you know, uh, that that's kind of atmosphere and that feel of my story. And so I listen to, um, I listen to those playlists and that a lot too, to kind of get into that headspace of my story so that I'm always, you know, keeping that fire lit in me of the story so that when I do find that, that time, whether it's in the evenings or my days off or holidays or anything like that, I already know what I'm going to write. I already have a good idea of the backgrounds of my characters and how they feel and how, like the dialogue, what they would say and how they would say it. So that to me is also part of the writing process. Um, so I find time is one big block. Um, I think another one is, particularly for a beginning author or beginning writer, is that it's just so hard. And I think we get into our own heads too much expecting that the words that we put on the page have got to be perfect right, right off um, from the get-go. And, and that's just not true. Um, I really do believe at the very beginning when we're writing our draft, we need to push our inner editor completely aside and we need to just go all in with getting those words on the page even when they're completely rubbish. Um, when I'm doing my first draft, I am like just typing words down and inevitably I come up to a part of my story and I can't think of the word to describe what I'm writing. And so for me, I literally write the word something and highlight it so uh, so that I know that, you know, I've got to come back and fill in all those highlighted somethings because there's got to be a better word there. Um, but everyone has their own way. And it's just about finding, setting goals and finding ways to reach those goals. I have a lot of little tricks that I use. I use a um, little app on my phone, which um, called Flora, which helps me kind of stay focused for short sprints of, you know, oh. half an hour or 15 minutes. And the app is simply, you've got a pretty little garden and you set the timer and um, if you touch, uh, if you make it through the time that you've set, you get a new plant for your little animated garden. And if you don't, <laughs> you kill a plant or you kill a tree and oh, so it wow. makes you feel bad. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so if you touch your phone in that time or something, you kill the tree and it, it's, it's, purely psychological but it makes you feel better um you know makes you feel kind of focused and and I also have a lot of um word count graphs and things like that that kind of for me I like to see my word count grow and so it's really staying in that mind of just find a way to get words on paper and so and I am a perfectionist but this is how I found a way to work through it you know, and not be so inside my head that I get so um, paralyzed from moving forward with it. So that's another big mindset thing. I think for a lot of people is just not starting or following through. Mm. Yeah. So those are some great uh, actions. And what would you suggest is the, like the thought shift? So if, if I'm saying, which I totally do say, like, I don't have time and I get pretty grumpy actually about it what would you say is a good thought to replace that one that goes yeah. around and around? So I think even just something as simple, I use affirmations a lot. So it's uh, something as simple as 
I always have time to do the things I love. Or it's really easy for me to finish this novel that I'm writing. Mm. Um, so the word easy is a great one. And just changing that, I never have time to, I always have time for the things I love. And just remembering that um, we really do, like I am my own worst enemy when it comes to time because that's probably my biggest um, barrier to getting writing done too. I'm always complaining I don't have enough time. But if I really kind of, looked at how I spend my time, I do. Um, sometimes I've got to get to my laptop blurry-eyed and tired when all I want to do is climb into bed. But, you know, it's a choice that I'm making all the time. Um, time spent watching TV, time spent on my phone. Like I tend to think I don't do a lot of that, but if I really broke it down, I I could be spending those times writing and it does add up it's those little things that do add up sometimes housework just has to be pushed aside like it's where you're going to put your priorities so I won't necessarily have people around to my house that often because it's not looking that great but I'll get a book written so um yeah so it's just choosing what's important to you at that time right so I hear that one affirmation of I always have time to do the things that I want to do and that yeah. sort of can cascade into all of these actions and like a new mindset of finding that time. And then you also mentioned um, affirmations about, you know, the importance of the writing to yourself. And I think that's also a great one. Yeah, it is. For me, procrastination is probably the hardest aspect of um, finding time because more often than not, it's not that time is lacking. It's that my procrastination is just a little bit more overwhelming, or I feel like I need a really large chunk of time to get writing done. And writing can be done in 15 minute chunks. It can be done while you're um, in the car waiting for an appointment or, um, or even like I said, so much of writing can actually just be done in your head. It can be done in those moments when you're in the shower. It can be done in those moments when you're on the commute or um, quite often I'll put my uh, novel like music playlist on while I'm cooking dinner or something like that, just so I can keep that story going in my mind, knowing that it will get onto the page at some point. And when it does, I'm not going to have to work out all those plot points and, and um, the way, yeah, that the dialogue and that, that my characters will be saying and things like that, it's already worked out in my brain. It just makes those moments when I do get to the page much more purposeful. I love this manifestation approach. Um, I think it sounds like it will be such a gift to writers. How is it going? Like, are you, are you feeling like you're learning things from talking to these other um, writers from this um, this ma manifestation perspective? Yeah, all the time. Because like I said, I really do feel that manifestation and mindset are, uh, are tied together. So those with a positive mindset are generally going to get further with manifesting um, all the awesomeness they want in their writing careers. We all know how we can manifest this dream 
like writing career or life or whatever it is that we want to manifest with our writing. I think we all deep down know how to do that. We just, part of it is just having that reflective practice to really get beyond what our own blockages and barriers are to moving forward with that. And so um, talking with different authors and things like that, it's really illuminating to me to see that we've all got these common struggles, but we quite often all have these very common areas of um, that are holding us back, like imposter syndrome. Who am I to write a story and who am I to put my book out there? And um, what if nobody likes it? Or, um, oh my gosh, I got my first one-star review and that must mean I'm horrible. Or, you know, like we um, we all seem to have these same um kind of issues in that in our writing lives. And so because of that, it's it's manifestation is really about finding a way to um, analyze the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are as authors and writers mm. and finding out really, um, is that actually true? Is it actually true that I'm not as deserving as somebody else to have my book out there in the world or I'm not as deserving as somebody else to make an income from my my writing? So it's a lot of it is that reflective practice of really going deep with ourselves and working out um, how much self-love we have for ourselves and whether we actually find ourselves as, as worthy of what we want to create. Cause it's not enough to just put these fanciful wishes out in the world without doing the work, like the physical writing work, but also that physical, like that real inner work with ourselves as well and our relationship with money and our relationship with success and, um, and a, a great way of doing that really is looking at other people who are living those lives that we want to live, who are succeeding. Um, so those people that can be role models for us and thinking, you know, that they, they're, they're just human. They're, they're, they are actually the same as us. Quite often they've come from the same places that we have. And so there really is no reason that they can have that element of success and whatever that looks like for us. Um, and we can't. And so it is just shifting the way that we see ourselves and see our relationship with those parts of writing and getting a readership and making an income from our writing. And um, yeah, just really, really, it, it's a lot of internal work, a lot of inner work that needs to go into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I definitely know I have some blocks about, you know, who am I to do this and, and discomfort around money. Like that money is um, bad and that making money, asking people for money is wrong somehow. Do you have suggestions uh, for people like to how they can like start to like identify what some of those blocks would be? For writers? Yeah. So it's an area that, like I said, I'm still working on all of these. I'm cre creating this podcast that I want to hear. So I'm creating the podcast that I want to learn from as well while, while I'm on this journey. So I don't have all of the answers, but um, I will tell you one author who's actually really, really helped me is Denise Duffield Thomas. And she is. Um, She's an Australian author. She has an entire business around manifestation with money. Um, she's got a couple of books um, 
I am going to swear. I hope this is okay. You might need to beep it out, but Get Rich Lucky Bitch is one of her books. Oh, and, I love it. Um, yeah. And it, it's it's absolutely fantastic because she really talks you through all the ways that you can find your money blocks. And quite often they come from our own childhoods and from, you know, those people who were around us growing up, we, we kind of, we're like sponges. We soak those up and then in adulthood, we're still trying to unravel these blockages. Um, so she talks you through finding them and then steps that you can take to actually allow more abundance into your life and, and therefore more, more money and more income. And, um, she particularly writes for women and women entrepreneurs. So, um, but I've I've taken a lot out of her her books, and she does some courses in that as well, which is fantastic. Um, just about, yeah, being able to get to the point where you are allowing the universe, really, or or whoever you believe in, allowing that abundance to come into your life, and um, getting past asking for money and knowing that you. Um, are, are worthy of money and that money is just energy. And so when we think about all those hours and hours and hours that we put into writing the book, why wouldn't we ask for money for it? Why would we just give it away for free? Like, you know, like it's a confidence thing, right? It's, it's not seeing our own value if we're, I mean, there are sometimes there's reasons to give things away for free. And I have one of my books that I tend to give away for free in my news that is in, in that but um, you don't want to be selling yourself short in everything because that really speaks of who you are as a person and how you see yourself. So I think we owe it to ourselves to kind of step into the fact that we deserve um, an income from our writing, that we deserve to make money from our writing. And so she uses a lot of practices of journaling and affirmations. Um, decluttering is a big part as well how uh, sometimes physically making space in your life by decluttering and cleaning out rooms and inboxes and your computer and everything like that is just that signal that I'm willing to make room for more abundance to come into my life so more opportunities more income and yeah all of that so I highly recommend um, your audience and checking checking out her books mm -hmm. so yeah, um, but there's lots of books out there on the law of attraction. Mm. Of course, there's, um, yeah, the uh, Abraham Hicks uh, books and um, lots of things like that. But the concepts are really all the same. Like it really is a mindset shift in how we, like our relationship with ourselves, what we feel that we deserve. So. It is funny, isn't there, that amongst the writing community and, and probably even more so amongst mums because there is often that tendency of mums to always, like, put others first. Yeah. Not always. I don't know if I'm the best model for that. But, um, but you know, amongst writers and then that subset, for sure, of uh, that we're not – you don't have to pay for this, you know um, – compared to a profession maybe like uh, law or um, positions where, of course, their time is always, like, there's always an expectation that they'll be remunerated, you know, well for their time. Yeah. I wonder why 
it is with writers that um, there is that um, that that doesn't exist. That sense of worth isn't always there. Yeah, I don't know. I I do wonder if it's a bit of just a collective kind of mindset of anybody in the the kind of um, arts kind of you know uh so painters and and anybody in the realm of the arts and writers and everything like that we sell ourselves short we feel that um it's maybe not as important as some of these other professions and things like that whether um and we might know differently but those thoughts are somehow cemented into our brain and so we really do um yeah, not we, we don't often want to charge much for our our books. Like we don't want to be, and particularly I think as women too, we don't want to be seen as being greedy. I think there's that kind of um belief uh for women collectively as well that we are givers, not takers. So we want to mm. give, 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 give our work out there and um for for free or for minimal pricing. And I think it's a mindset that really we need to take ownership of and collectively we need to change. We need to, we need to value our own work so that others will value our work as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's so many studies and everything done on how important the arts is to society. I mean, it's what keeps us going when the world feels like it's all turning to crap with like COVID and everything like that. We turn <laughs> to our Netflix and we turn to our books and we turn to music and we turn to all those things that's what keeps us kind of sane and continuing and carrying on and so um we do have as as creators we do have a really important role in this world and so i think collectively we need to try and make that mind shift that it is of importance it is just as important as many other professions out there that earn a lot more than us but that's because they see their their value and we just need to step it up and see our value as well and what we offer the world. So, yeah. And do you, is that your hope then with the podcast is to increase that awareness, that sensibility amongst writers that they can, abundance is possible. They just need to like show up for it. Absolutely. And I think the more of us that are out there preaching this stuff that are out there like saying this stuff that we are worth something our creations our writing is worth something the more success stories we're going to see and so that makes it so much easier for the rest of us so um the more people we see living these amazing lives with maybe making great incomes from their writing or having all the time they desire for their writing or whatever it is um the easier it is for the people coming up behind us to have role models, to know that it is a possibility. So the more that we see that as a possibility in our lives, the easier it's going to be for future generations to reach that that spot as well. So um, I think, yeah, my hope is that more and more people get to live lives that they're really passionate about. And so I'm kind of big with that through any career, whatever you're passionate about, I truly believe that it is possible for you to make um, a life around your passion and um, to make the income that you desire and and do all those things. I don't believe that we're given a dream without given the ability to achieve that dream. Mm. I've just really tried to zone in 
with my particular podcast for authors and writers and poets and people who are like me and that kind of put that their, their writing as really central to living their purpose. So it's not going to be for everybody, for sure. And like I said, I'm I'm on the journey myself. So I do not have all the answers. I'm not living in a lavish mansion by the sea, you know, rolling in millions of dollars. I still have a day job. I, yeah. Um, so, but I'm on the journey and I am very optimistic that it is a possibility to reach success in whatever that looks like for each of us. So... Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see the new ideas and insights that come out of this. You know, for myself, when I wrote my first uh, novel, it was very much like I just always thought about things in isolation. So I think what you're doing is, you know, bringing people together and manifesting this manifestation for them like is such a beautiful thing. And I think it's I feel like it is part of this bigger trend happening, you know, where it's it's like, you know what, we all want this. So let's figure this out together. Let's stop working in isolation. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's really important that we do band together. We shouldn't be competing against each other. Mm. Um, it should never really be a competition. We should be helping each other. Um, and then, then we're going to have far, far more winners out there in the world if we're all like helping each other and cheerleading each other. And um writing can be a very kind of like isolating career choice. You're on your own a lot. Um, and so the fact that so many, there's so many author groups out there and even on social media and that, and everybody is cheering each other on. It's, um, it's just so beautiful. It's so amazing to see. And I think that's really where we're going to be able to change the world, particularly for the future generations, for those generations coming up behind us who also aspire to uh, a career in the arts or uh, passion for writing and things like that. We're leading the way and showing that it can be done. And so if we can work together, then then we're, we're setting, setting them up to succeed. Awesome. I love it. I'm excited uh, to see where your conversation goes with the podcast. Thanks so much to Joe for coming on the show. For some reason, I didn't record that part, so I'm saying it now. And I will put a link to her podcast, Alchemy for Authors, in the show notes. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, daily affirmations can help you reframe your limiting thoughts when it comes to finding time or earning money from writing. Number two, take action. Manifestation can be powerful, but you need to meet the universe halfway. Number three, do the inner work. Books like Get Rich, Lucky Bitch can help you can help you identify the blocks holding you back from earning more money through your writing. Number four, if lack of time is one of your barriers, know that there is time. You may just need to reprioritize your life to create it. And number five, your writing matters, your voice matters, and your dreams not only matter, but are possible. They wouldn't be put inside you if they weren't. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please rate or review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. That really helps this show get better visibility so that I can bring in more amazing guests like Joe to you each week. I'll talk to you next week. And in the meantime, happy writing.